RTHK, the news at 11 with Andrew Shirovsky. Tonight's headlines, the express rail link between Hong Kong and the mainland will resume operation on Sunday. The chief executive says Hong Kong is going ahead in the fast lane to make up for time lost over the past few years. And Beijing scraps visa-free transit for South Korean and Japanese nationals as part of an ongoing tit-for-tat diplomatic spat over COVID restrictions. The express rail link between Hong Kong and the mainland will be up and running again this Sunday, a week after the reopening of the border. Here's Kelly Yu. The local section of the Guangzhou-Shenzhen-Hong Kong Express Rail Link has been grounded for three years because of the pandemic. But with the reopening of the border, the government announced that Beijing has given the green light to the resumption of high-speed train services from Sunday. People travelling to and from the mainland will need to have a negative PCR test within 48 hours. No booking is required at the West Kowloon checkpoint, and passengers just need to have a valid ticket. At the initial stage, there will be trains between Hong Kong and Futian, Shenzhen Bay and Guangzhou Nan stations, as well as new services to and from Guangzhou Dong Station. Chief Executive John Lee says Hong Kong is going ahead in the fast lane to make up for lost time over the past few years. In a keynote speech at the Asian Financial Forum, Mr. Lee said the city's doors have been opening ever wider following the scrapping of hotel quarantine, a financial summit in November, and this week's border reopening. While he warned of an uncertain economic outlook, he asked industrial heavyweights to remember what Hong Kong offers with the support of the mainland. Mr. Lee added that members of this, his administration will visit many different markets in the year of the rabbit. I know, too, that rabbits can run, and my team and I have a lot of running to do this year. We'll be leading delegations to long-standing and emerging markets in the region and around the world. We need to tell them, to tell the world, that Hong Kong is back on the center stage and what that means for the countries, economies and companies that partner with Hong Kong. What it means is opportunity, long-term, long-rewarding opportunities. Beijing says it's scrapped visa-free transit for South Korean and Japanese nationals, further restricting entry to the mainland from the two countries and stepping up a diplomatic tit-for-tat after both placed travel curbs on visitors from China. Aaron Tam reports. South Korea and Japan have in recent weeks imposed fresh travel requirements on all visitors from China, citing COVID fears. Beijing hit back on Tuesday at what it called the unacceptable curbs by suspending the issue of short-term visas for visitors from the two countries. Now, immigration authorities have stepped up restrictions even further. In a statement from the National Immigration Administration, officials said they've suspended China's short-term visa-free transit policy for South Korean and Japanese citizens with immediate effect. Travelers from scores of countries are eligible for 72-hour visa-free transit through the nation if they can show proof of pending travel to a third country, with some eligible for a 144-hour stay in certain cities and provinces. Beijing's tightening of restrictions came hours after South Korean President Yoon Suk-yeol said that there was no need to create tension over what he called China's retaliatory action on travel restrictions. Tokyo, for its part, said it had protested Beijing's decision to scrap short-term visas for its citizens, demanding that Beijing reverse the decision. 
Culture and Tourism Minister Kevin Young says South Korea's move to restrict flights from Hong Kong is unnecessary. From yesterday, all flights to the country from the SAR can only land at one airport, Incheon International. Passengers from Hong Kong are also banned from transiting from Incheon to other South Korean cities, such as Busan and Jeju. Mr. Young called on Seoul to recognize the effectiveness of Hong Kong's COVID strategy. Health officials have reported 9,279 new COVID cases today, including 262 imported infections. 67 more patients with COVID have died. And the weather forecast, mainly cloudy with a few rain patches. Temperatures will range from 18 to 21 degrees with moderate easterly winds fresh offshore at first. The outlook, warm and foggy on Friday and Saturday, but temperatures will fall appreciably later on Sunday. Cold in the mornings with minimum temperatures of about 12 degrees early to midweek next week. The current temperature at the observatory is 19 degrees Celsius, relative humidity 87%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. Two doctors have been charged with the manslaughter of a patient who suffered from acute liver failure after receiving treatment in 2017. The pair will appear in court on Monday. Maggie Ho has more. Police said the two doctors had treated the patient in early 2017 in a public hospital in Kuantong. The patient is understood to be 44-year-old Tang Kwai-si, who had to receive a liver transplant. She died in August that year after undergoing two operations. Police say the two doctors, aged 45 and 50, will be brought before the Eastern Magistrates Court on Monday. In a statement, the Hong Kong Medical Association says it is trying to learn more about the case and will provide assistance to its members. The financial secretary says Hong Kong's current economic outlook is definitely better than last year's. Paul Chan told reporters at the Asian Financial Forum that the local economy should be supported by a strong recovery on the mainland, despite a challenging overall external environment. He said the resumption of normal cross-border travel would also help Hong Kong's retail, catering industries and traders. We expect the mainland's economic recovery would be pretty strong, particularly in the second half of the year. And this would provide strong support to Hong Kong and also cushion some of the external headwinds. And domestically in Hong Kong, with the reopening of the border, the more optimistic business sentiment, no matter it is export, private consumption or private sector capital investment, will have stronger support than last year. So overall, we do think that we should be more optimistic in terms of the economic outlook of 2023. The housing secretary says the government doesn't see any need at the moment to lift property market cooling measures. Winnie Ho said they've made it easier for local people to get on the housing ladder and that ending the measures in haste could lead to short-term speculation. Violet Wong reports. The lawmaker who represents the real estate sector, Louis Lung, asked the minister whether measures like the special stamp duty should still be in place given the huge change in Hong Kong's economic situation. Ms Ho responded by saying the initiatives to dampen demand had made it easier for Hong Kong residents to buy homes, seeing the number of flats purchased by non-locals and resale transactions from January to November last year were minimal. But Mr. Long urged housing chief to at least take another look at the down payment requirement for residential property transactions. If the government doesn't relax or remove the cooling measures, what measures does the government have um, to help those uh, who can afford the mortgage payment but cannot afford the deposit to get on the housing ladder? Ms. Ho acknowledged that transactions last year had dropped, 
but she described changes in the property market as orderly adjustments, adding that lifting the curbs at the wrong time could lead to speculation. We must be aware there are headwinds that the global economic situation is unfavorable. We've seen interest rate hikes, which might continue into the future, but there are also positive factors. With the reopening of the boundary and the economic situation coming back alive, people will pay close attention to the results the combination of these factors would generate. If we hastily remove these demand side management measures now, I think we have to tread carefully. The official said authorities are keeping a close eye on the housing market and will consider the economic outlook before changing the control measures. The government has condemned reports that Jimmy Lai's legal team has asked the UK authorities to intervene, intervene in the Apple Daily Founders national security case. It urged them to stop interfering in Hong Kong's internal affairs and respect the rule of law, as Mike Weeks reports. The government issued a statement after the BBC reported seeing a letter from Lai's lawyers to UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak requesting an urgent meeting to discuss potential ways of securing his release from jail here. The British government confirmed that a junior foreign office minister had held a meeting with Lai's lawyers on Tuesday. The statement said the Hong Kong government opposes and condemns the acts of Lai's legal team and the UK government. It accused them of attempting to undermine the rule of law of Hong Kong and interfere in its independent exercise of judicial power and urged them to stop. It also said it's not true that the Hong Kong government is targeting specific individuals, including Lai. The police are threatening a crackdown on illegal road racing ahead of Chinese New Year. As Vanessa Cheng reports, they issued the warning after arresting 16 people and seizing 13 vehicles in an anti-road racing operation in Yunlong yesterday. The suspects, aged from 23 to 44, were detained on suspicion of illegal road racing and for other offences such as driving without third-party insurance. Thirteen of them have already appeared in Fanling Court's foremansion, while the others were released on police bail. Acting Superintendent So Chi Wai said drivers racing cars on Hong Kong's roads present a very real threat to other people, and that the force will do more to combat the menace in the coming weeks. Especially during the Chinese New Year holiday, we will continue to fight illegal road racing activities. These actions not only put other road users at risk, but are also the main reason leading to serious traffic accidents. Acting Superintendent So said his officers will also investigate whether any gambling was involved in the road racing. Indonesia's President Joko Widodo has acknowledged that the country's modern history has seen human rights abuse on a mass scale. Some rights activists have responded by demanding apologies and legal justice not just regrets. This report from the BBC's Celia Hatton. In a speech at the start of his last year in office, Joko Widodo acknowledged dark moments in Indonesia's recent past. He listed 12 instances between the 1960s and early 2000s that he said were gross violations of human rights. They include the massacre of some half a million leftists in the mid-60s, the murder and abduction of dozens of activists during rallies in 1998, and similar abuses in Papua province, where there's an insurgency. The president said his government would hand out compensation to the victims and their families. But some rights activists say that's not enough. 
Six people are reported to have been wounded in a stabbing attack at one of France's busiest railway stations, the Gare du Nord in Paris. There's no clear motive yet for the attack. The BBC's Lucy Williamson reports from Paris. Just before 7 o'clock this morning, a man apparently wielding some kind of knife attacked passengers waiting to board trains at Paris's busy northern rail station, Gare du Nord. France's interior minister, Gérard Damanin, said the attacker was quickly neutralised. The man, said to be lightly injured, is now in custody. Mr Darmanin thanked security forces for their brave and effective action. Almost a year ago, another man threatened security forces at the Gare du Nord with a 30-centimetre knife. He was shot and killed by police. The U.S. Aviation Authority, the FAA, says normal air traffic is gradually resuming across the country and nationwide restrictions have been lifted. Flights had been grounded for several hours after a critical communication system failed. The White House said there was no evidence of a cyber attack at this stage. Russia is to send a Soyuz rocket to the International Space Station next month to bring home its three crew members. The original capsule sprang a coolant leak, making it unsafe. The BBC's Sasha Schlichter has this update. Russia's space agency has confirmed that the December 14th leak was a result of damage to the radiator pipeline from a tiny meteorite. The minuscule hole spiked temperatures inside the capsule to 40 degrees Celsius. All spacewalks were cancelled as ground control focused on the leaky capsule, essentially a lifeboat for the crew. It is now to descend to Earth in unmanned mode. The two Russians and one American will depart the ISS on another Soyuz rocket, which is urgently being sent to the station. Flying uncrewed will allow it to launch weeks before the original mid-March date. Researchers say 2022 was the hottest year ever recorded in the world's oceans. It's the fourth year in a row that the heat record has been broken, and statistics show almost continuous increases since the mid-80s. Scientists say the marine heat waves are already having devastating effects on underwater life. Steven Spielberg's semi-autobiographical drama The Fablemans and the Irish comedy The Banshees of Inisherin were big winners at the Golden Globe Awards in Los Angeles. The ceremony returned to primetime television a year after Hollywood boycotted much of the event over criticism that the jury lacked diversity. The star of Elvis, Austin Butler, took home Best Actor in a Drama, while Michelle Yeoh, a Malaysian actress, won Best Actress in a Comedy for her role in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. She said it was an important moment. This is also for all the shoulders that I stand on, all who came before me, who looks like me, and all who are going on this journey with me stories. forward. So thank you for believing in us. Thank you. And to end the news, a reminder of our top stories tonight. The express rail link between Hong Kong and the mainland will resume operation on Sunday. Chief Executive says Hong Kong is going ahead in the fast lane and Beijing scraps visa-free travel for visa-free tra- transit rather for South Korean and Japanese nationals. That's the news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 Shades of night are falling It's twilight time Out of the mist your voice is calling Tis twilight time When purple-colored curtains Mark the end of day I'll hear you, my dear, at twilight time
And here in Hong Kong, we're at the dying embers of another day. Wednesday, just about done. Thursday, around the corner. And welcome to Twilight Time. 45 minutes of music just to kick back and relax to. Plus, if you'd like a song, it's radiobeat at gmail by email. And the first one for you tonight is one from the one and only Vic Damo. Just to know somehow you are near. I have often walked on the street before, but the pavement always stayed beneath my feet before. All at once. Enchantment pour out of every door. No, it's just on the street where you live. Oh, the towering feeling just to At any second, you may suddenly appear. People stop and stare. They don't bother me. For there's nowhere else on earth that I would rather be. Let the time go by.
Where?